Welcome to Lore of the Loch, brought to you by the Emmy Collective. Come, take a seat by the fire. This week's tale is a story of loyalty and loneliness. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Young love. This force is one of the most exciting and life-changing experiences many of us will go through, and Janet Forsyth and Benjamin Garrick were no exception. This couple were drawn to each other like the tide draws onto the shore. They were inevitable. Sweet Janet and courageous Benji spent every stolen second lying on the beaches of Westry, daydreaming together about how perfect their future would be. Okay, I've got one. How many kids do you think we'll have? At least three. Two boys and then a girl. My mother will kill us if she doesn't get at least five grandkids. Five? I'll see what I can do. I can tell you're going to be an amazing mother. Do you really think so? I do. I simply can't wait. Soon I'll ask your father for your hand in marriage. And then we can stop fantasizing and start living. (laughs) (laughs) The couple were simply weak at the knees for one another. A few days later, Benji was at the harbour preparing to sail around the island with a friend when Janet appeared in a right panic. Hey, uh, Benji, isn't that your girl? Uh, yes, that's her. I wonder what she's doing here. She's meant to be in school. She rushed towards him. He sensed her panic and matched her pace. Soon they were both sprinting towards one another, and she began to call to him. Don't go, Benji! Don't leave me, Benji! What are you saying? Don't go, Benji! Benji! Thank God! Listen to me! You can't go to sea today. Don't leave me, please! Leave you? Janet, calm down. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just taking a sail around. I'll be back in a couple hours. What's going on? Benji, listen to me. You cannot go on that boat, please. Please! If you love me, you won't go. You know I love you, Janet. What's going on? I... I I wish I could tell you, Benji. Just please, trust me. Don't go out to sea today. The more he questioned her, the more upset she became. Until she admitted. Last night, I had a dream that if you go to sea today, then I'll never see you again. Benji laughed and, waving his hands towards the sea and sky, said, (laughs) Look at it! Not a ripple in the sea and not a cloud in the sky. What could possibly go wrong? Tears streamed down Janet's face as she begged one last time. Please! Don't leave me, Benji! And with that, she turned around and ran away. Benjamin was still completely baffled. Janet had always been a passionate girl, But he had never seen her like that before. After a moment, he turned around to his friend, shrugged his shoulders, and then pushed the boat down to the sea and sailed away. What was that all about? Oh, she just wanted to remind me of our dinner plans. Ugh, fair enough. What a bonny day. I consider myself lucky to have such calm seas at my doorstep. You never get this living anywhere else. Uh, don't speak too soon. What is that coming over the horizon? For what could go wrong at sea on a beautiful summer's day? Fog. It rolled in, darkening the summer sky. 
the impenetrable pillows of thick, dismal smoke swallowed up everything in its path. Can you see where on earth we're going? I can't see a thing! How could Janet have known? What? Janet knew what? Nothing, nothing. Just keep sailing northward. Hopefully we'll get our bearings soon. (laughs) But the waves had other plans for these young men, and they were never seen again on the island of Westry. Janet's life was struck by further tragedy, as her father died soon after, leaving her all alone in the world. All he left was a small tumbled-down cottage and a rickety little boat. Janet became withdrawn and shunned the townspeople, sometimes staying in her house for days on end without ever crossing the threshold. Instead, she sat with her arms wrapped around herself, rocking back and forth and singing a lament. Gone is my lover, lost to the sea. I pray someday he will come back to me. People began to whisper about the strange, lonely girl. They became suspicious. Did you hear about that peculiar Janet? She hasn't left her house for weeks. Yes, it seems to have all started when she lost her boyfriend to the sea. And then her father. It always unnerves me when death seems to follow a person like that. My thoughts exactly. One must be cautious. One night, the wind started to rise, and soon it howled around the houses like a hungry animal. Janet Forsyth was seen leaving her home and heading towards her father's boat. She managed to drag it down to the sea and launched it into the waves. Come on. Almost there. Soon the frail little craft was seen battling through the savage seas. It looked like suicide to the folks of Westry. There was no way that that boat could survive such mountainous waves. But it did. And Janet returned home and went about her lonely life. After that, whenever there was a storm, Janet would set off in her father's boat and be at sea when the treacherous weather was at its height. Now, when people talked about Janet, a new word started to be used. And that word was witch. You see... In the 16th to 18th centuries, the European witch trials were in full swing, and Scotland was no exception. An estimated 4,000 to 6,000 women were tried for witchcraft in Scotland during this period. She must be a witch! (gasps) You're right! Didn't she say that Benjamin Garrick and his pal would be lost at sea? Sure enough, that's what happened. And how could she survive taking that small boat out into the storm? (gasps) She must risk the storms! Aye! She's in league with the devil and meets with him during the storms that she raises. So, poor Janet Forsyth was known as the Westry Storm Witch after that. She did know many herbal remedies for sickness, so when people were ill, they would go to her for a cure. (coughs) Excuse me, Janet, do you have anything for a strong fever? Of course. Take this elderflower to chew on. Cheers. Janet! Sorry to bother you. Got a remedy for gout. Um, Ice it. And don't eat for a couple of days. Thanks, Storm Witch. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, Janet. But, of course, when anything went wrong, it was Janet who got the blame. If a cow stopped milking or a horse went lame, it was laid at the door of the Storm Witch. (sighs) Not this again. I'm not a bloody witch! Things came to a head one day when a particularly terrible storm raged, 
whipping up the sea into a seething cauldron of foam. Hey, look! There's a ship caught in the current! It's heading straight for the rocks! The townspeople gathered on the shore to watch, expecting a rich harvest from the sea. Ooh, <laughs> I hope they have brandy on board! Janet joined them, but she knew that there was no point asking if they were going to help. Those poor men. So, she ran to her little boat and pulled it down to the sea. It was not easy for her to launch it against the breakers, but she managed to somehow. The townspeople looked on in disbelief. Surely there was no way that her frail little boat could survive such seas as this. Slowly they saw the boat climb up a huge wave, only to plunge down the other side and disappear from view. Oh, surely that's her done for this time. I have no pity. Who would be stupid enough to take a little boat like that out on a day like this? Don't speak too soon. The boat's still there! The villagers caught a glimpse of the boat climbing another huge wave before crashing out of sight once more. On the ship, the captain and crew were frantic, trying to save themselves from being torn to pieces on the rocks. Everyone, say your last prayers. Be ready for the end. Captain, you must have a way to save us. I fear not, for I do not know these waters. Janet managed to get alongside the ship and secure her boat before climbing onto the deck. She started to shout orders to the crew. Hoist the sail windward! Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am! They were so shocked to see her that they obeyed her instantly and leapt into action. For Janet was a fisherman's daughter, and she knew all the rocks and currents around the shore as well, if not better, than anyone else. She succeeded in leading the ship out of dangerous waters. Blimey, you are quite something, young lady. Please, take this gift of money for your bravery. Thank you, but I do not want any money from you. You see, I once had a love who was a sailor, and he disappeared. I would like to think that if he was in danger at sea, then someone would help him in his hour of peril. And with that, she returned home to her lonely life once more. In modern times, you would get a medal for such an act of bravery. But Janet Forsyth was accused of witchcraft and arrested. Get the witch! Get on your knees, unholy vermin! What's going on? What have I done wrong? I'm innocent, I swear! There is a dreadful reek in this house. The reek of the devil. She is definitely a witch. Drag her away. (laughs) I can't wait to see this one burn at the stake. Don't do this. I'm innocent. Please. No, stop. Please. I don't want to die. I'm not a witch. Please. I swear. No. She was brought to Kirkwall, where she stood trial in St. Magnus Cathedral. She was held in an unlit cell known as Marwick's Hole. The bottom of the cell was dome-shaped, with sharp, jagged stones set around the edge, made specifically so one could neither sit nor lay. Here Janet was held for three weeks before her trial. Dear Lord in heaven above, you've taken so much from me. First my true love, then my teacher. My life has become abysmal. Kind God, I can't take any more hardships. Please free me from these false accusations and cruel judgments. (laughs) 
I only wish to live a simple life and do no harm. Amen. I wish Benji was by my side. At the trial, her neighbours, many of whom were old schoolmates and previously friendly faces, gave evidence against her. She was close to my house one day, and ever since then, my cows haven't produced a drop of milk. I passed her on the street, and when I got home, I fell sick, and so did my sheep. I was out at sea, and she made me so sick that I had to return to shore. I knew it was her, as she was waiting at the beach for me. She threw a bucket of seawater over my head, and after that, I felt much better. After hearing such an outpouring of credible evidence against you, Miss Forsyth, it is only right to find you guilty of illegal witchcraft and sentence you to death by hanging, and then your body to be burnt at the stake. Miss Forsyth, is there any reason you believe you should not accept this sentence? I don't care anymore. Death holds no fear for me. I've done nothing wrong. I've never raised a storm. But when I went to sea in those dangerous conditions, it was because I had hope that I would find my Benji. If anyone protected me, it wasn't the devil, but God that had his hands around me. But I'm tired of life, and welcome death. So pass your sentence, for I don't care. The sea of people in the cathedral shouted their approval and cheered the verdict, laughing and mocking the doomed woman. As Janet turned around to look at them, she suddenly screamed, Benji! Save me, Benji! And then she collapsed to the ground. A man in a sailor's uniform ran over to where she lay, scooped her up in his arms and kissed her. The judge was outraged. Young man, if it wasn't for the fact that you are serving in His Majesty's Navy, I would have you punished for contempt of court. Now, release the prisoner and lock her up. They dragged Janet away, still thrashing against the guards and screaming, Save me, Benji! Save me, Benji! Please help me, Benji! Save me, please! That night, there was a great celebration in Kirkwall, for the fleet was in town. A squadron of Royal Navy ships had been driven north by strong winds and had anchored in Kirkwall Bay. The officers had been invited ashore by the local dignitaries for cake and wine. As the wine flowed, the town council felt generous and ordered that several barrels of ale should be opened at the Market Cross for the sailors and townspeople to enjoy. All were merry and carefree, apart, of course, from poor Janet. Dear God, how can you be so cruel as to have my own people turn away from me? Is there no saving grace for me? Do you not deem me worthy? I beg you, send me salvation. Amen. The next day, when Janet was due to be hung, a large crowd gathered to witness the event. The cathedral bell tolled, the time came and went, but there was still no sign of the witch. The guards were ordered to go to the condemned cell to see what the delay was. The cell is empty! The witch has escaped! What? The witch has escaped? The witch has escaped? There was great confusion. The hangman and his guards were found to be in a deep slumber, and the condemned cell was empty. A search was made, 
but Janet Forsyth, the Westry Storm Witch, was never seen in Orkney again. The years flew by and most people had forgotten all about Janet and many other women were accused and hung for witchcraft since then. A young man by the name of Bailey Bakey was on his way to London on business when he stopped off in Manchester. As he walked down the street, there he saw a shop sign that said, Benjamin Garrick. Oh, I swear that's an Orkney name. I wonder who's running that business. He went inside to pay his respects when, to his amazement, he recognised Janet Forsyth, the Westry Storm Witch behind the counter. He had seen her at the trial all those years ago, but she was a lot younger and healthier looking now than the last time he had seen her. Uh, Janet Forsyth? It can't be. Oh my lord, we've been discovered. Benji! Out came Benji, who was forced to tell his story. That fateful day when I left Westry, the boat had become lost in the fog. We sailed around for a while, not knowing where to go, when we saw a shape in the distance and headed towards it. As we drew near, we realized, to our horror, that it was the Royal Navy Man of War. Oh, that's a right shame. They did that very thing to my father, too. Benji and his friend had been seized and pressed into the Navy and carried off to fight in the war against France, as was the fate for so many young Orkney men over the years. The ship I served on had been driven north with the rest of the squadron and anchored in Kirkwall Bay. What are the chances? I <laughs> exactly. This was my first time being back in Orkney since being pressed. I decided to take a stroll around the familiar streets of Kirkwall when I happened across a witch trial. At first I cheered along with the rest of the crowd, but once I saw that it was my Janet being prosecuted, I just knew God had brought me back home to save her. He loves telling this part. <laughs> I don't blame him. It's quite the tale. Ah, oh, well, it's not finished yet. I knew the guards and the hangman had a reputation for drunkenness, so I brought them a barrel of ale. Except I mixed in sleeping powder and soon they were dead to the world. They were drooling buffoons! <laughs> <laughs> and then all that was left to do was sneak the key out of the guard's pocket, dress her up in a sailor's uniform, and sneak her out through the town's merriment. I rushed her to the ship she rescued. They were still harbored in Westry, and they were so grateful to Janet that they happily welcomed her on board and took her to Liverpool. She even stayed with them until I finished my service. Oh, they were ever so kind. And while I was there, I learned all sorts of new skills a woman couldn't learn back home. Anyway, I returned back to my own ship so as not to arouse suspicion. And then, when I was able to leave the Navy, I met back up with Janet, and we moved here, set up our own business, and started a life. And what a happy one it has been. My... That's a success story if I've ever heard one. Oh, congratulations to you both. Oh, and I promise not to tell a soul. But I suppose he must have. Otherwise, I couldn't tell it to you now. So, there are descendants of Janet Forsyth, the Westry Storm Witch, living in Manchester to this day. And there you have it. We hope you enjoyed our tale. Come back again next time for another story. Oh, and do be careful if you go sailing on a fine summer's day.